Let's talk about uh, Loki. And this episode is entitled, uh, I had his show notes up and I moved him. Uh, is it pronounced uh, Lamentus? I'm going to say Lamentus. It is, it is announced Lamentus. And it is part of Marvel canon. So we will be able to talk a little bit about this, this planet. As far as I, I was, I was wondering, but I ho- I was hoping comments. it wasn't another um, Zithromir. Um, so good, to, good to hear that this is part of Marvel canon. Just a tad, but it does open some doors. So let's do a little synopsis of the episode. Uh, Loki and his um, variant, who now goes by the name of Sylvie, which that does confirm that it is Sylvie. I kind of wish it was Leah, but it is Sylvie. Um, they yeah, we're gonna have to uh, talk about that more in a in a bit. Yeah, hundred percent. They get kind of like flung through time because like because they were fighting and stuff, and the gadget that helped time travel broke, so they have to go recharge it. They get sent to Lamentus uh, One in the year twenty seventy seven. It's another planet, which is interesting because they're not only time traveling through time, but also time traveling through space, which is also cool. The planet is about to be destroyed by a moon falling on it. Really cool special effects. I think it was the best episode that we've seen so far. We get to learn more about Sylvie. We get to learn more about Loki. Uh, and at the end, it seems as if they've been trapped on this planet and they can't leave. And it was just a good episode. I mean, last episode, episode two, I was kind of like, eh. But this episode, I really enjoyed it. I had a good time. What did you think, Mike? It was a good episode, but I didn't. I wasn't as satisfied as I thought I might be going in. Oh. I feel like who Lady Loki is is still a little bit up in the air. Like we learned, have, we learned a yeah. lot, but mm-hmm. I think there's still a lot to learn. I have some ideas about what they could be doing. There's actually just two options with that. Um, but uh, yeah, let's go ahead and start. You go ahead, go, go first, go hit me. Um, I mean, really, this is not a question, but just the at the very beginning, uh, Lady Loki or Sylvie, I guess she is yeah, a great fighter. Yeah, she's good. Uh huh. Yeah, she's probably better than. I mean, Loki's a good fighter too, but Lady Sylvie seems to be um, more inch, more energetic. Yeah, uh, and she's it, more technical it, with her. Yeah, her her fighting style. Yeah, I liked when she went into the TVA. She touched one of the people there, but her magic didn't work. Right. I, um, I, I almost had a note. Why doesn't her magic work? And then I remembered, oh, it's the TVA. Nobody's yeah. magic works there. You know, that means that she's never been there before. Oh, good when point. She tu- That's a good point. When she, yeah. touched, when she touched them, she was surprised. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's never been there before, which was really interesting. Um, and then, yeah, the but yeah, it was good. Um and of course, uh, Loki's still Loki. The actress who's playing Sylvie uh, is named Sofia de Martina Martino. I thought she was great. I thought she emoted well. I thought she acted well. I thought she delivered her lines well. I was really worried that I wasn't going to like her. I don't know why. I don't, really don't know why. But uh, I really like her now, and I, I'm 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 rooting for her and Loki to figure out how to get done with this mess. We'll just have to wait and see. Right. Yeah. Yeah, she's really good. I'm in, I'm impressed. Um, mm-hmm. Her her stunt double, or, or unless she's doing it all, is also really good. Um, yeah, it's definitely a stunt double. Yeah, but yeah. The, the stunt, but they they have. I mean, it's Marvel. They have the action scene stuff, right? Like down pat at this point. Uh, I I love that fight scene in the hall right after she touches the guy and realizes her powers don't work. But then she takes yeah, was- on, she gets that guy with the baton, mm-hmm. um, and then she takes on three other 
um, Minutemen, I guess, TVA troopers, and ends up running up on the wall. And part of that fight scene, that was just, it was really, really cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, as a side note, uh, if you have, whenever they, whenever they have, like, small women fighting and this isn't this isn't an anti-feminist thing everybody chill but when, like if you look at how uh black widow fights they do the same thing they like the the fighters use the 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 area around them to compensate for the fact they're not as big as their opponents mm-hmm. like so black widow will like trip them or like rump walls or like she will like do gymnastics around your neck and the same thing here that same st- fight style is like since she's a woman a smaller statured woman then she needs to be more creative in how she's fighting these people. Right. Um, but as a side note, and this isn't something, uh, I think I said this in episode one, if she, Loki and Sylvie are as guardians and it has they fight throughout the whole episode. Um, they I mean, I mean, Loki went toe to toe with Thor, you know, like, like Hulk picked up Loki and slammed him around the room, and Loki survived. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what the rules are about who about the strength and power levels. I guess I'm just I'm just supposed to not like worry about it, but it's getting on my nerves now. Because <laughs> like it is, it's because Loki is stronger than a normal person. He's probably if we're looking at power levels. Uh, there there probably, were a few times in this episode where I was like, Loki, why don't you use some magic right about now? Yeah, yeah, he did use a lot of magic at the end. Um, but yeah, there's some issues with the power stuff going on, but I don't know. I, I'm just going to ignore it until um, we um, move on through the episode. Maybe they'll explain it, or maybe we'll figure it out, or maybe they don't care. I don't know. All right, first first question I've got for you. Sure. Uh, so when Loki um, goes through that portal, actually, here's a pre-question. I didn't even think of this until now. Do you think did Loki open that portal back at the uh, rocks cart, or was that Lady Loki's portal that he stepped through? Um, I think that was, um, I think that was this accidental. Uh, what what cart? Which one? Rocks cart. About? You know the the store in the last episode. Oh, oh so no, the very she opened. This episode, yeah, he, she, no, she, yeah, yeah. She opened that portal in episode two okay. and he just followed her. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's the real question. When Loki steps through that portal at the beginning of this episode, he kind of looks around and then he spends a couple of seconds looking at the orange lockers. Yeah. Why do you think he was doing that? In episode two, um, the the woman, uh, the the guard woman, put his knives in the locker, and that's why he looked at the locker so he can get his knives. Oh, uh, okay, all right, yeah, that makes sense. Small thing, but yeah, if you didn't, if you're not tracking between episodes two and three, then you don't pay attention to that. Okay, all right, uh, we're getting to it pretty early. Uh, my note about Lamentus one twenty seventy seven. Tell us all about right. it. Okay, so. I have I, so ever since we started doing this podcast, I've been paying attention to YouTubers and what they do. As there's a lot of YouTubers who yeah. like take little Easter eggs and make 20 minute videos out of them. I don't think Lamentis deserves it, but here we go. Uh, Lamentis is mentioned in a comic called Annihilation Conquest. The Annihilation, the Annihilation series is going to factor in when we talk about Guardians of the Galaxy because the current Marvel Cinematic Universe Guardians of the Galaxy is based off the comic book group that was formed during the, a war called the Annihilus War or the Annihilation War. Uh, how, how deep do you want me to go? 
as deep as you want. Okay, it's pretty deep. Okay, so there is a Fantastic Four villain called Annihilus. He is like an insect villain that lives in the negative zone. And so in, in Marvel comic lore, there is our reality, and then there is the negative reality that's right next to it. Um, our reality is is expanding, um, just just as a fact. And, and this isn't like a comic book thing. It's a science thing. Yeah, our, um, our universe, our universe is expanding. Yeah, our universe is expanding. Now, one day we're going to get something called the red shift, which is the entire universe is going to go red because... The energies are going to dissipate. It's pretty, we'll be all well dead by that. Um, but in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because of the expansion of our universe, it's ex- actually expanding into the negative universe. The negative universe is shrinking because of it. So Annihilus, who rules the negative universe, um, he evades our universe. He comes through, he kills trillions of people. Uh, and there's a war between every comic book super um, cosmic person and Annihilus. And eventually, this is kind of cool, eventually Annihilus wants the power of Galactus, which is, you know, Galactus, Silver Sword for Galactus. Um, Thanos shows up, and Thanos says, I can help you. And Thanos helps Annihilus capture Galactus, and then uh, Annihilus uses Galactus to feed on planets. It's actually really cool. Uh, There's this awesome scene in that comic where where Galactus escapes, and he, like, destroys Annihilus' entire army. All that being said, uh, if they mention Lamentis, because Lamentis is mentioned in the Annihilation Conquest, if they mention if they're mentioning that world, then technically there exists a whole treasure trove of cosmic uh, Marvel characters that they can play with. Um, for example, Captain Marvel, the original Captain Marvel, died of cancer uh, in the comics, but he had two clone children. So one of his clone children actually um, was on that planet with her girlfriend, Moondragon. Uh, Moondragon's from the same planet as Thanos, and we can get way into the weeds. We're not going to. Uh, we could, but we're not going to. But the whole point is, Lamentis could be a place where Marvel's kind of winking at us and saying, hey, uh, the Annihilation world actually exists, so all these characters could pop up. And again... Uh, once you open that door, you're open opening the door to like the Guardians of the Galaxy and their backstory. And if Marvel does at some point mess with the An- Annihilation War, it's gonna be super cool because that war was real tragic. It's like a lot of bad things happened. Uh, Earth wasn't affected, but entire like the skull the scroll um, galaxy was almost completely destroyed. Um, major, major happenings. It, it was, it was, it's, it's a really good series. Uh, I'll put the, I got the show notes for, for the, for the Annihilation Conquest series, but I'll put the show notes, the original comic called Annihilation. It's worth reading. It's really fun. If you like Guardians of the Galaxy, you might want to read, um, Annihilation. Um, it's really fun. It's, it's, it's got some cool, like, hat tips to the Guardians of the Galaxy. So that's where Lamentus is coming from. What did you say that guy's name from the negative universe is called? Annihilus. 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 Yeah. They call it the negative universe? They call it the negative universe, yes. Uh, I guess... Originally, originally discovered by Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four, which, again, is a little nod to Fantastic Four. I'm not sure why they mentioned Lamentis. I mean, I think they just wanted to... It's a, it's a cool-sounding um, name, but also, I think they kind of want to show... The fans that, yeah, we are paying attention to the details here. So, me, I'm, I'm cool with that. All right. First off, the guy's name, Annihilus. Um, yeah. I'm kind of surprised they didn't call his universe the Dark Universe. 
Because you know the 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 technical term in physics for when dark matter meets uh, matter is is it is it annihilation? It's annihilation. Yeah. Oh, huh. so I didn't I'm know. Pretty that. sure that's where his name came from. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The negative zone is an old school thing. It's like it's uh, anonymous, and the negative zone showed up pretty early in the Fantastic Four. Um. Okay. So I I, I love that series. It's such a good series. I mean, Annihilus is a joke of a villain until the Annihilation War starts, and then he's like the scariest thing you've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, um, lots of. <coughs> all right, excuse me. There's a superhero called Quasar who's a Green Lantern knockoff, and he's killed in that series. Even though I love Quasar, he's, he's like a total Green Lantern knockoff. Um, Nova is a big part of the Annihilation storyline, and you will be hearing more about Nova at some point. Marvel will uh, do a no, uh, Nova was in Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Or his people were yes, Nova his Corps. people were the Nova Corps were in the Guardians of the Galaxy, but there's a but the Guardians the Nova Corps they send out like troops all over the galaxy and we and technically marvel the earth has a nova to guard earth called it's like it's like i forget his name i think his name is richard Ryder, if i'm not mistaken but there's a uh, there's a, a main nova person called nova this yeah and and in annihilation the annihilus the annihilus troops destroy the entire nova Corps except him and he takes the the remain power of the nova Corps and becomes super powerful and he becomes like a really awesome hero um, I'm really surprised Marvel hasn't done more with Nova yet. Uh, maybe because he might be uh, doing similar things as, as Captain Marvel, but uh, Nova it, Nova's a fan favorite. He's awesome. I can't wait for them to do more with him. But anyway, all that came from that one word, Lamentus. So yeah. there was there an extinction level event on Lamentus in any of the comics? No, it was it was seriously just a throwaway plant name. Like here's Lamentus, and that was it. It's mentioned one time. Okay. So again. If you're watching a YouTuber talk about Lamentis for an hour and a half, he's they're doing some extreme work. Right. Like it, we we might hear about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. We might not. So we'll just have to wait and see. Well, it's a little bit better than picking an Easter egg that wasn't really an Easter egg and then doing a 30 minute YouTube video on it. Yeah, people they they do that too. Yeah. They actually it must be really hard to be a YouTuber. You have to really make up a bunch of stuff yeah. and hope it works. Right. Okay, so here's another one of my questions in the form. Wait, are we going to get in trouble for making fun of YouTubers? We might. That's fine. Yeah, a little drama okay. wouldn't hurt. Maybe we'll get maybe we'll get some more maybe more readers. <laughs> right. Maybe we can have a a, a battle a little, with some YouTubers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love that. Yeah. If you're a YouTuber and you don't like us, please let us know. We'll have you on the podcast and we'll argue with you for an hour. Right. We'll talk about an Easter egg that doesn't exist. Yes, I would love. I actually would love that, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I would actually love to do that. All right, so here's here's a question in, uh, in form of a, a quote from a character. All right, okay. So um, Loki and Sylvie are, are fighting uh, after they get to Lamentis, and Loki says to Sylvie, "You trying to enchant me? Is that word enchant uh, a hint?" Yes. Well, okay. no. Uh, this is what I think they're doing. So in the comics, we already talked about this last episode, but in the comics, Loki makes Sylvie, and Sylvie takes the name Enchantress and uses it. Actually, she uses the name Amora, but same thing, Enchantress and Amora, the kind of same thing. She uses that name. But then I just found out after reading more that the the actual original Enchantress, Enchantress um, uh, takes Sylvie and punishes her. She actually banishes her to 
one of the ten realms, and um, that and she's and I think in the comics Sylvie's still there. So, um, but anyway, from what I gather, and this is we're gonna open this door pretty wide. From what I gather, this is what happened to the Sylvie in the episode that we're seeing, the Sylvie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. She was a child. She was born a woman, a girl. As, and she, remember in the episode, she says she doesn't remember her mother. My theory is that the time the TVA came after her when she was a baby and somehow either someone took her or something, but she escaped because she said, I've been on the run my entire life, which means that she probably was taken as a child and it's been run away or trying to get away from the TVA ever since. Right. Which yeah, that might, was, that's another one of my questions. So here, so listen, we're messing with time travel here. Mm-hmm. It would not surprise me that the Tom Hedgeson Loki, at some point in this in this series, time travels back to the time where Sylvie is born as a variant and begins the process of hiding her from the TVA. That's that would be a nice, nice tight little loop. Hmm. Looping everything together, but I can see that happening because in the comics, Loki creates her. Like he makes her, he creates her and gives her powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it could be a kind of a throwback to that. You, if you look at the way they interact, and if you look at the way Sylvie interacts with him, it feels like she knows him or has a relationship with him, and she can't stand him. So it might be something with that. But um, just like when he asked, "Hey, where did you learn how to enchant?" She says, "I taught myself." Which means that she didn't have anyone else to teach her any of this stuff, which means that she's been on the run as Loki with Loki's abilities, but not having anyone to guide her. So there's a lot with that. And so when like he says, like, did, did you try are you trying to enchant me? That's her ability. That's the only thing she knows how to do is enchant. Right. Uh and versus Loki, who probably could learn to enchant, but also has a whole host of other abilities because he was taught those things. Uh, and so to go back to what we talked about last week, you mentioned that, I, that it was a plot hole that she exists and was able to grow old. How, how did that happen if the TVA cuts the branches and stops variants? Well, the answer right. is someone someone probably helped her stay away from the TVA all this time because um, she said it's taken years for her to make this plot to, to find the timekeepers. Uh, so, again, that kind of solves the problem of the plot hole. A little bit. Uh, did you recognize that? Or what did you think about that? I still don't think we have an answer to whether they created a plot hole for themselves or not. I think they're still working their way out of that. Um, mm. Because. So now we know that Sylvie is. Well, I, I think there's still stuff we're going to learn about Sylvie. I don't think we've learned everything we need to know at this point, but. What she's, we definitely think we, a very, she's definitely a variant. She's definitely a variant. I mean, yeah, they, she's a variant. They, they, yeah, she's definitely, a, she's not, like, she's a variant of Loki, 100%. Um, but there's something going on with how she was raised, how she was taught. She learned how to fight from someone. She learned how to do all that stuff from someone. So there's a lot of backstory with her. And just judging from what Marvel likes to do, this won't, after the series is over, this will not be the last time we see her. Right. Assuming everything we've been told um, by the TVA about the sacred timeline is true, it's still a plot hole. But yeah, I don't think we can trust what we've been told because so, you know, the graphic of the sacred timeline, the branch is coming off of it. Well, if the branch gets close to the red line, 
you know, uh, another um, timeline is going to break loose. Yeah. And the TVA is trying to put the clamp down on that. So if if uh, Sylvie is a variant and she's been running from the TVA all her life, well, that branch would have already well gone past the red unless, line. Unless someone stole her from that branch. The TVA came to the branch and clipped it, mm-hmm. but someone stole her and brought her into the sacred timeline. Maybe she's been... And remember, they did explain that you can't hide in apocalypses. Yeah, that's a good for, point. And if she any, knew about she knew, being a, yes. an apocalypse. Yeah. yeah, which means that she's been bouncing around from apocalypse from apocalypse to hide. Or what, hide. Right. So, But also, we learned that some of the things we've been told by the TVA are lies. Yes. So, for example, um, everybody in the TVA is a variant, mm-hmm. which I think is excellent. Um, now you said there were clones in the comics. Yes. Yeah, they were clones. Well, some of, most of them are clones. Some of them are just people they recruit. But in the comics, they are clones. I think this is much better because now um, there is a version of all of them in the sacred timeline, uh, and they've been lied to. So I'm super curious to find out what happens when they realize that the universes they came from were destroyed. So everybody they loved, everybody they cared about, gone. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's going to be... Man, this is setting up to be a place where, the, of course, the timekeepers are going to get dusted. All this is going to fall completely apart at some point. I'm very, I, I can't wait to see that. Um, a side note, the production value is off the charts. Like, it's a beautiful episode. And even though they're doing green screen and everything else, mm-hmm. I mean, it just looks amazing. I think, they're, I think they're using the volume that um, they used for Mandalorian. Explain that for me. Okay. You just said something I have no idea what you're saying. Okay. Uh, the volume is a brand new technology uh, for filmmaking that uh, John Favreau, our boy from Iron Man, pioneered with Disney and Lucasfilms for the Mandalorian TV series. Mm-hmm. And so basically they put you in a huge room they call the volume. And you know how a long time ago there were matte paintings that actors would stand in front of? And so they, yeah. they hired painters to paint these matte paintings and they'd stick the matte paintings behind the character, yeah. Yeah. shoot yeah. the character in front of it, and then that would be their visual effect. Mm-hmm. All right, well, the volume is like that. But the 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 matte painting is a huge display that is run by Unreal Engine, the video game engine, uh, and it tracks the camera. So it looks 3D back there, but it's all just a display. And as they're as they're acting? As they're acting. Wow. It's tracking them. And then like so one of the things you get for free with that that you 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 would have to do with visual effects other ways is you get reflections on the characters and on the foreground of these things that are your your map painting in the background. Dude, I did not know that. Definitely put that in the show notes. Uh, it makes sense because the visual effects for Mandalorian and um, uh, Loki and and even um, WandaVision all look like that. It looks way better than anything I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, put that in the show notes. I mean, there was a scene where the moon was cracking above their heads. Yeah. And it looked real. And I was like, oh my God. Like definitely that's awesome. I didn't know that. Great. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, I definitely think their their journeys across the moon, uh, several of those seem like they were done in the volume. So yeah, I'll definitely would, put that show note in. 
Yeah, it was just a compelling episode, man. Like it, it just hit all the notes I wanted to hit. Um, they're going on a journey. They're going through these obstacles. They're working together, but they don't like each other. There's a level of tension there. The dialogue was pretty good. The the scene that got me was when he she woke up and he was singing. Oh my lord, <laughs> this is so emotional. Oh, I got a little trivia, little little hint, a little hint. There, it's in the show notes. There's something called the oh lord, I just had it. I just had it. I, I see all speak in the show notes. All speak. Yes, it is an Asgardian spell. So all Asgardians can hear and understand others and, they, and other people can hear them and understand them because of the spell. So it's all, all, so it's all speak. So if you're wondering how Loki and Sylvie can talk to people on another planet and another future and speak the same language, there you go. Nice. That's a good one. That's uh, a nice uh, skill to have. Okay. So all of that came off of my quote, you trying to enchant me. Um, right after that, you know, where Loki kind of brings up the whole Enchantress thing. Soon after that, we learn what Lady Loki's name is, and it's Sylvie. Yep. Is there anything more you want to tell us about Sylvie, or have we exhausted that? Yeah, we talked a lot about her last week. So, um, I, I'm not, I am not, I was a little disappointed that it ended up being, like, ended up being Sylvie, the name. But I am glad that they're kind of sticking to the idea that this is a Loki variant. So at some point, this Loki was born a girl, and um, it changed the timeline, and that's why she is what she is. But there's definitely more to this, Mike, and I have a feeling that time travel is going to play some interesting part to this. So we'll have to just wait and see. Um, but now, after the episode's over, I can't wait to see what they do with this. Um, I'm pretty excited. Right. Okay. In previous uh, Marvel movies... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mike. There is something to say. Yeah. Uh, Sylvie was part of a team called the Young Avengers at some point. So Hmm. that might be something we see later. Her being a part of another Avengers team. Sign me up for that movie. Yeah, we'll see. If the rest of the actors are as good as the one playing Sylvie. Yeah, I'll put the Young Avengers in the show notes. Uh, It's actually pretty cool. There are two characters from WandaVision. The two boys, they are in Young Avengers. Hmm. Okay. Just to let you know. I'll put it in the show notes. All right. Yeah, so in, in the MCU, we see Loki doing some tricks. It's mostly mind games and changing appearances. Yep. In this episode, we see Loki do quite a bit of magic. Yep. Uh, he's the, shooting magic out of his hands, and he's he's stopping things with his hands. Yeah. Right. Can you tell us what other kinds of magic Loki can do from the comics? No. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Yes, I can. Um, I actually put in the show notes um, that uh, a list of different kinds of spells and stuff. It's, if from my understanding, Loki has always been able to shapeshift and change appearance. And he's right. always been able to use some kind of mystic spells. I've never seen or known him to be able to actually stop a huge concrete block from from coming down. We've never seen this in any of the movies. I've never seen this in the comics. Now, in the comics, they'll just make stuff up and they'll say, oh, Loki's doing this. Loki's doing that. I mean, there's a he can shoot fire bolts out of his hands and stuff like that. So in the comics, he can do a whole host of things. It's not, it's not really consistent. He's just a magician, so he's got all kinds of stuff. But as far as the MCU is concerned, we've never seen Loki do any of these things before. Um, so it's it's I I, I kind of dig it, 
Um, but I kind of wish we had a little bit more logic behind it. But we don't really like we don't really have it. We just kind of have to go with the flow on this one. Like that's like we know he does magic, but we've never seen I've never seen him shoot a green bolt of energy out of his hands until this episode. That's the first time we've ever seen it. Um, so they they're introducing some new stuff, and from a comic perspective, I'm not surprised. But from a from a MCU's perspective, um, I'm kind of surprised they introduced this without any kind of small explanation. Yeah, so there's no Loki comic card that you have that lists his twelve different uh, magic abilities or anything like that. No, I mean you can. That's, I can give you like his. Um, I can give his his fan base page. And it says he can do everything. It would <laughs> it would list everything possible. Right. Um, but I, but normally Marvel like in the movies, Marvel kind of likes to keep it um, solid as far as his abilities. And the only abilities we've ever really seen him do is um, projections and illusions. So he can either make himself look different, or he can project something outwards to make things seem differently. Right. That's the only thing we've seen, and we've never seen anything else until um, there is that one time in the Dark World where he gets upset when his mother dies and he uses a blast of energy to knock some things down. Mm-hmm. That's all we've seen. We haven't seen anything else. So, Yeah, that was pretty extreme. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm kind of... You know, when I saw that scene at the end of the episode where he, like, stops a big building from killing them, I was like, where'd that come from? Like, where'd that come from? Uh, so it's, um, maybe, maybe they're setting setting it up. So he's showing off these powers and maybe he's going to teach her how to do these things. I don't know. Okay. All right. Um, Sylvie talks about a long distance relationship with a postman boyfriend. Yep. Sounds like something that could be from the comics. I didn't see, I looked, I did not see anything. Okay. It might show up later, but I did not see so it. So you were thinking the same thing. Oh yeah. I was like, oh, that's something. Um, but I looked around and I couldn't find anything to really to anything to grasp on for that. Well, there's three more episodes. Maybe they'll they'll oh, yeah. uh, bring that guy in. I hope so. Okay. Uh, we already talked about Sylvie spent her entire life running from the TVA. Anything more on that? Nope. Okay. Nope. Oh, we already we already discussed that pretty heavy. Yeah. Um I but I think I just, just from thinking about it, like just from thinking about what you say about the plot hole and what she referred to, it makes sense that someone saved her from the TVA. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that um, I'm right on that, and we'll see it. It's like, like why have time travel if you're not going to use it? You know, so we'll see. Right. Okay. Um, she does a. She gets very frustrated with Loki. Uh, yes. After he kind of messes things up on the train. Yeah, I understatement. <laughs> he gets drunk, and then because of it, they start a fight, and he destroys the Tim... What's, what do you call it? The Tim something? Uh, the, the little Tom... Tim pad? Tom, Tim pad, yeah. 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 He blows their cover, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she gets frustrated, and she screams, but it's not a normal scream. It's an enchanting scream, mm-hmm. um, and it made the dust move. Yeah. So that's... Um, kind of her already leveling up her. The only yeah. power that she had was being able to enchant people. Now mm-hmm. she can, you know, move some kind of material. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, like again, I kind of wish we had more explanation here and there about that. But um, from what I gather, and the show is doing this. From what I gather, the two Lokis have the same abilities. One just knows how to use them better than the other one does. 
Okay. Um, is there anything you can tell us from the comics that should like other things she can do that we should expect or not? Just everything uh, Loki can do. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, well, like, the enchantment stuff is the main thing, but she should also be able to, like, use some kind of energy blast. I saw that in the comics. She has done that. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, no. Okay. Uh, she also reveals, you know, during their trip, she reveals that the trooper that she enchanted to find out where the timekeepers are was from Earth. She was a variant from Earth before she became mm-hmm. a member of the TVA. Um, I guess that doesn't really come from the comics. Is there anything you can, any kind of connections you can make there? No, but um, it has long-term connections for the show itself. Mm-hmm. Because if in the comics, like I said before, there were clones. Um, so, or they were clones of a certain group of people, or they were they were recruited. Um, but in, uh, in in this episode, if they are, if they are variants, then these variants are living a lie. They they spend all this time finding variants and killing them. But then if they realize they are variants, mm-hmm. then they're going. There's going to be a lot of unanswered. There's going to be a, some uh, some big questions being raised, and that was it's probably that kind of chaos and that revelation is going to help uh, when the when, at the end of the of the series when uh, the timekeepers are finally revealed. Do you think the higher level TVA people are also variants like uh, I, Mobius I think, yeah. and? Oh yeah, oh yeah, Mobius especially, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, he like all of them are variants. Um, and so at, at some like for example, at some point, um, you remember that pen you mentioned uh, in one episode, like episode two, when he's looking at a pen. Yes, mm-hmm. that's going to come up. I'm pretty sure that pen is going to tie into where she's from. Like you're going to get an episode where you're going to see. The backstories of all these people. Uh, so yeah, that's what that could be. Yeah. And right. there's already been a little bit of romanticness between Renslayer and Mobius. Mm-hmm. You can kind of feel there's an energy there. So that's that's gonna that's gonna be a play. hundred percent. Okay. All right. So at the very end of this, I don't really have a question. I've got a comment. Um, but at the very end of this, they're on the they're on Lamentus One. The as you said, the moon has already and a pretty awesome scene already cracked in half. Um, the Ark, which is their ship off of the planet, has uh, collapsed, broken in two, basically. So they're stuck there. Um, yeah. But right before the, the Ark breaks in two, as they're making a mad dash to try to get on the Ark before it takes off, there's like there's a countdown timer, and it's five minutes until liftoff. There are guards on the ground. These guards are not on the Ark. They're not going to get off the planet. They are fighting with Loki and Sylvie. It's kind of it's 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 just dumb that the guards are still fighting them. Like you're doomed. You're on yeah, the planet. No. You're not getting off. Yeah. Of there. Nah, so go have a beer. The the show the show is good because it states the obvious without saying it. Mm-hmm. Like at the beginning, there are people like poor people trying to get in that train to get to the Ark. But then rich people kind of take their like, like get on there, and then when you get mm-hmm. up, when you see the train, there's plenty of room on the train. Everybody's drinking and relaxing. Like yeah. the world's about to end, and it 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 just highlights like like what are you like? It highlights the rich poor dynamic. And, and when I was watching this this morning, 
uh, I was just thinking, we all know it's wrong that rich people have more privileges than poor people. Yet, in reality, we allow it to happen. Mm-hmm. Why? 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 And like, it's it, it, like, I don't really, and this is a comment about our social strata in particular. Good art, with it, and that's something I learned early on when I read comics as a child. Comics teaches you morality. Like Peter Parker um, as, as Spider-Man, I loved him because he was a moral person. Like he is going to do the right thing no matter what. And I respected that as a kid because I really didn't have a lot of moral groundings as a child. And so it was nice to have like a code. Like Batman will beat, will beat, beat you up, but he won't kill you because he, he doesn't he think killing's right. Uh, and and this, this episode of Loki highlights the problem of income inequality in our society. Uh, at the end of the world, you still have rich people wanting to be treated with privilege, and you still have these shock troopers, these guys who are about to die, you know, still fighting to keep the status quo in place because right. somehow they're, they're, they believe in their soul that it not only is right, but they can benefit from it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Like, are you out of your are you out of your minds? <laughs> right. You know, uh, and the show does that without saying it. And I thought that was so cleverly done. Like they didn't have to say it; we right. see it. Yeah. Uh, and so, and and um, and the fact that Loki isn't bothered by it kind of highlights how wrong it is. Do you like, have anything else to say about the episode? Um, let's see. People on TV are variants. Magic in the episode, Lamentis. Oh yeah, so this isn't okay. So there was something on on Twitter about this. Like uh, episode three of Loki reveals that Loki is bisexual, and like mm. I guess that's a big deal. It's twenty twenty. Like, do we really care who? Yeah, it's twenty twenty one. Raise your hand if you care who is sleeping with who anymore. No one cares. And like, I don't, and Loki was like, like when she said, like, have you ever been in love with a man or a woman or both? And he's like, well, like you probably a little bit of both. And mm-hmm. I'm like, so what? Like, is like, is that supposed to be shocking? Like, is that like supposed to be groundbreaking? Am I just, am I just, I don't understand why it's such a plot point. And the same energy I had last episode when it was revealed that Loki was a woman like the variant Loki mm. was a woman. Now we have a revelation that Loki, the Lokis are bisexual. Like I don't, I don't care that much. Like, like, am I wrong? Am I the only person who doesn't care? Do you care? No, I don't. I don't, I don't care at all. Yeah, one maybe. I kind of feel like People it's a little dated. Clicks. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, those little clicks. It's kind of dated though, right, Mike? It's like. Ten years ago, that would have been huge. I think the now, I think the reaction eh. is dated. I think the way it was handled yeah. in the episode was good. It yeah, was good. it was done well. Yeah, yeah, it was it was done very well. Yeah, the reaction is definitely dated. Like mm-hmm. they didn't have to put out a tweet, but maybe by putting out a tweet, people will watch the episode. You know? Yeah. Um, and like maybe I don't care because I've watched so many shows. Where sexuality is so fluid that it doesn't bother me anymore. It's just like, eh, like it's like, well, it didn't bother me in the first place. But I'm not. It's not something that can keep me watching the show. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm trying to figure out um, what show really brought that home for me. I um, do you ever watch the show? Um, if you get if you get upset about 
or or except, upset or excited about that, but not about the mass population of Lamentus One um, being doomed while the rich and, and wealthy escape on a train and a spaceship. Um, reconsider what, uh, you know, reconsider your priorities. That's all I got to say. No, you, you make a really good point. Like, like, like that should be the place where our energies are spent. Like the mm-hmm. episode didn't move our energies anywhere, but like that, the, the social media account definitely would have, you know, right. like it should have been like, Loki episode three highlights income inequality. <laughs> you know, like that one, I would have, I, I would have been like, wow, really? I'm going right. to watch that. That sounds interesting yeah. to me, you know? Um, but like Loki's sexuality is fluid. I'm like, well, whose is it? You know, Maybe that'll like, be the title of our YouTube video. Yeah. Okay. Loki huh. three highlights income inequality. Yeah. And other, and then, and then parentheses and other things happen too. Like something like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, all right, so I, I really enjoyed the episode. Um, me too. Me it it too. gave me a lot of, it felt a lot like a, a great Doctor Who episode. I just, yeah, when you showed me that picture, I just thought that it had some Doctor Who energy, which is good energy to take. It's like, if you want to deal with the, if you want something like that, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely do it. Yeah, when I first saw that, so that the, the cover art for this episode is also the, the art that they used in the background, at least on the Apple TV when I selected the episode and as soon as I saw that, just the poses they're in, mm-hmm. it looks like we're looking at the doctor and his companion. Yeah. Um, who, which one would be the doctor? and Which one would be the exactly, companion? Exactly. Exactly. That's the, who that's knows? The great thing. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. And I'm not even, even a big doctor who fan, but um, you definitely know that people who made this episode are doctor who fans mm-hmm. <laughs> without yeah. a doubt. Um, so yeah, hundred percent, man, you know, I just thought that thought of something. They could keep this going for quite a while, not beyond the six episodes slated. This they could So keep. haven't they already, or is it is it rumors, or have they officially come out and said they're doing a second series of Loki? I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. Um, I've heard right rumors now, about that. I don't know if it's official yeah. yet or not. They're not. I, I, see, if this, uh, I don't know. We should talk about this at another time when we get more information. Mm-hmm. But I don't see Marvel doing these episodes as if, like, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier, season one, season two, season three. It's more like Falcon and Winter Soldier, six episodes that will get you pumped for the the new Captain America movie. Or Loki, six episodes that will get you pumped for the next Thor movie. Something like that, you know? Like, these feel like side missions onto a bigger campaign Mm -hmm. as opposed to... And I like that because how often have we watched um, a series... And it should have been ended three seasons ago, but they keep it going. Like absolutely, yeah. yeah don't. Uh, that's one thing American TV needs more of is limited run series. Yes, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Like, not um, every series just needs to go on and on and on until it gets bad. Have, yeah, what you know, it? do like one, two, you know, a handful of series, and have like have a uh, uh, an overarching story you want to tell, and then end it. Yeah, no, yeah, like um, British TV does that all the time, right? What, what, yeah. like, to, like, to, like the um, the Doctor Who spinoff Torchwood, right? They really were just, good. Did, did, yeah, so good. Like, you watched Torchwood? Did you watch all of them? Yeah. Oh, well, we I should might do a special it after Loki. <laughs> we should do a special Torchwood episode just to just to nerd out. When yeah. They, <laughs> just side note, um, but yeah, like I agree hundred percent. I think Marvel. I mean, yeah, Marvel has enough money that they can do whatever they want. 
Like, they don't have to, like, create these series over and over again. And there's no way they're going to sign these long-term contracts to these major actors mm-hmm. for multiple season series. That's not now, going to happen. maybe the second series is with Sylvie and not Loki. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. But she might become a major, major actor pretty soon. I don't know. The money's in the movies, always. Mm-hmm. The money's in the movies. So we'll see how it goes. But, uh, you know, that yeah. said, that said. You know, these six episodes, ten up. Ep- was Wanda ten episodes? Uh, I think eight. Okay. Um, we should, we these, should know that. These short series are great. I think yes. it's nine, actually. Uh, these they short might be nine, are great, but, 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 they were all, but the, the early episodes were only half an hour long. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, we need, like, three or four series of the Howling Commandos. Yes, and they need to right, be so, they need to be yeah. ten episodes long each series. Yeah, I would so I would like to see a Howard Commander series. Uh, I would be uh, a big fan of seeing like, at the end of WandaVision, the white the, the white Vision kind of goes off. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a series where he's just doing his thing, and we can watch him do that. Yeah, um, maybe a Bucky like a, a Winter Soldier limited series would be awesome. And just who him. is who is the woman from um, the Avengers? That was working with Nick Fury. Oh, oh, why did you ask me? I'm, oh. Is it Maria? Yes, Maria Hill. A Maria Hill yeah, limited we, series. Right. Yeah, uh, that would be great. Yeah, I just watched Winter Soldier this morning and I was and I have a lot to say about that. So wow, that's next that's sad. We'll do you really are enjoying time. your wife being away. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> I had to get up at four in the morning and take her to the airport. When I got home, I had nothing to do. Oh, yeah. I hear you. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'll just watch TV. But uh, anyway. Yeah, right, that's we're, a- we're, we're running long on this episode. Yeah, um, we're done. We're done. We're done. Okay. Is there anything else? Like, what's your what was your favorite part of it? The the scene where they're running for the arc, trying to get to the arc was So the very, superb. like the very, very end? Yes. Yeah, superb. Excellent. Excellent. I loved it. I think I still go back to that at the very beginning of it. Her... Entrance yeah. into the TVA. Really enjoyed yeah. that. But that scene, and we can end it, on it this. was, it was, it was, you know, shocking. I didn't expect um, a fight like that. And I didn't, I didn't expect her to be so energetic and, and good at it. Mm-hmm. But we can end on this. Um, when she listens to Loki singing the Asgardian song, uh, it felt like she was learning something about herself that she didn't know. And it felt like Loki was showing her something about herself that she didn't know. And I thought that was very tender. Uh, it was mm-hmm. a very beautiful scene. It was fun. Uh, and, I, I, and it just shows that Tom Hellison's uh, acting is just, he's making this character come alive in a way that I wouldn't have dreamed possible. Right. Uh, and, and slowly but surely, Loki's going to be my favorite Marvel character in, in, Mar- in the MCU, 100%. Like, I, can't, I can't think of any other character in the, in the um, movies that is, is char- as, that is as charismatic or interesting to watch. Um, so, yeah. Wonderful wonderful episode. Yeah, and uh, Sylvie it, genuinely seemed like she was interested in learning about Loki's mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. T- tens all around. So, Mike, how can people find our, our podcast? We are everywhere you can find a podcast. Uh, my favorite is Apple Podcasts. Um, the other two big ones right now are Overcast and Spotify. Um, so you can find us there. We're also on YouTube, um, on Apple podcast. You can follow rate and review us there. I don't know if you can rate and review on the others. I think, um, I think it's just pretty much following people on those others, but please do 
rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. That that makes a, a, a huge difference. And if you have a question for us about the show or any kind of comic book questions, please send us an email or send us a tweet, and uh, we we respond. We haven't got one yet, but I'm really excited about the day we get one. Yeah, you can tweet at us at Super Super Sideshow. Yeah, or you can just tweet at me at Jayslax, and you can tweet at Mike at... M-I-K-B-R-E. Yeah. All right, Mike, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it.